Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 188. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Well, I'm excited today to have on my show Joel Brown. He was born and raised in Western Australia, and he's always had an entrepreneurial attitude towards life. Searching for his passion, Joel worked in a high-profile sales job back in Australia, which led him to finding his ultimate passion contributing to the world in a blog way through his website, addictedtosuccess.com, which is now one of the largest and most well-known blogs in the personal growth arena with over, get this, 25 million worldwide views a year and over 800,000 Facebook and Twitter followers combined. Pretty impressive. He has single-handedly taken his blog from zero to millions in valuation in just under three years and famously turned down four, six, and seven-figure acquisition offers in the process. He's based in Perth, and Joel and his fiance travel the world enjoying the blogging lifestyle, connecting with other entrepreneurs, and chasing the summer sun. He's interviewed many millionaires, entrepreneurs, and influential people for his website and his podcast, and he understands what it takes to succeed in the online world. And he's ready to help others experience a life of abundance and freedom, just like he has been able to do. Joel, welcome to Dose of Leadership. Richard, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show. I love uh, the podcast that you're putting out as well, and I'm really interested in the subject of leadership. So I'm super excited to chat to you too, man, just as much as you are to me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, you know, and I'm just so impressed with what you did, you know, and I love your website because it's just, you know, you, you hit it on the head and I can see why so many people come to it. You know, you, it's just got a little bit of everything and you can you can dig and, and explore and go and just go to all sorts of different locations and it's just set up so nice and I love love the topic. If it's inspirational quotes, you got podcasts, you've got articles, you got interviews. I mean it's just a great job. And and the for someone who's passionate about leadership, I, I'm just really impressed with what you've done. Oh, thanks Amelia, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for checking my site out and Hopefully, uh, you know your your listeners will get some great value and insight into um you know what we're all about as well. So thank you. Well, of course, myself, you know, I'd like to. I'm addicted to learning what makes people tick, what makes them successful. You know, and I love talking to entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm really into the entrepreneurship. You know, call I can. For the longest time, I was not comfortable calling myself an entrepreneur because I had to get over this kind of mindset, thinking that I wasn't one of them. But the more that I've surrounded myself with entrepreneurs online and locally where I, I work and live. I'm definitely all about the entrepreneurial lifestyle. But what I'm really fascinated about, and I and you're a younger guy than me, but have you ever kind of correlated the need the uh, the need for quality leadership to be a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, I think that um the way that I view leadership is that, you know, you've got to become more of yourself to, to be able to lead others and to be able to deliver value to others, you know? So um, it's always about bettering yourself. It's about um, being the one that has the courage or the guts to really do it first. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had the chance to actually uh, interview Simon Sinek, who oh, is great. a yeah. big, uh, big pro on the uh, subject of leadership. And yeah, he just he he pretty much told me that it's all about like knowing your why, like why you want to achieve something and 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 where you really want to go. And then showing people that you have it in you to lead the way. Um, and then that's when people will lead you. Um, that's when you're more influential as a person, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of success. Like if you want to 
be able to inspire others and to be able to be someone of value, you really need to work on yourself and work on becoming a better leader in uh, all areas of your life. Did you consider yourself a leader, in, especially when you started out on this kind of, you got, you got the entrepreneurial bug, you got it early. Um, did you consider yourself, did you look at yourself in the mirror and kind of say, yeah, I am a leader or, or were you kind of racked with doubt when it came to looking at yourself as a leader? No, that's a great question, man. I think originally I, um, I never did. No, I, I, I'm fascinated in success. Like I'm fascinated in how somebody can come from, you know, from the bottom of the bottom and starting from the bottom or the, you know, rags to riches and kind of work their way up. So for me, um, it's always been a fascination of learning more, um, as much as it is probably for you too, as you're saying. And then it was, you know, sharing it with the world and then finding that somewhere along the lines, people look up to you. Um, that's what it's kind of been for me. Like, I never really knew how much of an impact I had until I started getting people from, you know, third world countries messaging me and saying that how I've inspired them to start up uh, a new company and some have left their day jobs and, um, you know, people that were depressed or down and out in their life and now they're succeeding at things. Um, that's when I kind of looked at myself like, you know what, man, you got a lot of value to, to offer the world. And, you know, I think a lot of people are looking for direction. So, yeah, that's when I started to really step into that leadership role. Yeah, I love what you just said right there because it is about adding value to somebody else's life. A lot of people ask all the time, and I've been asked this, and it's like, how do you increase your influence in, in, in any part of the world? It's simply by adding value to somebody else, right? I mean, that's really kind of the, the magic to it, add value to somebody else. Yeah, you got it, man. And like if you can do it on a massive scale and even like get people to duplicate that, to, to inspire them to want to add value to others. I think that's really, that's a golden ticket there. Yeah. That's the transformation piece you're talking about. You're right. And that's when the world can really start to change, you know? And I think that people understand or they need to understand that we all have something that we can do. I mean, every interaction with another human being is an opportunity to add value to somebody else's life. Right. And so when you look at it in that, that perspective, all of us can be great leaders and we can change the world or at least are part of it. And that's what I think is so exciting about leadership and entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think that not everyone is, is born to lead or I guess, um, worthy or ready to lead. Um, I think, and that's due to a big part of them not really knowing what they love yet or finding what they love. Cause I think when you're so passionate about something, that's when you go all in, that's when you give a hundred 10% of yourself and show others that it's okay to do that too. So yeah, it's, it's something where you need to kind of grow into that role. That's for sure. What, do, what do you think with all this time, you know, you've been studying successful people, interviewing successful people. What do you think has been the driving characteristic? What is, what kind of across the board, all of them seem to share. What do you think that is? Habits. A hundred percent. It's all about, you know, creating, um, habits that are effective um, because you know we can all create habits where we get into this routine of doing the same thing over and over and over and um, being persistent is definitely a part of, of success that's hugely why you know my site has done so well over the years it's because i was persistent but it's really about creating the habit of going you know i'm gonna stick to this and i'm gonna fit it within this the certain times in my life or in my schedule and make sure that i'm giving 110 percent every time i do it and really like making sure that it's your be all and end all because i think a lot of people kind of only do things halfway there they, they'll stick to something for you know a week or two weeks 
and they have this big, huge vision of what they want to achieve and they stick to it for one or two weeks and then they're, they're surprised when they don't get there. I mean, it's it's early stages. Everything needs to go through stages for you to be able to reach that final end success. And if you don't have the right habits in place, then you're not going to get there. Well, and I love that you said that because it's so true and, and it's getting rid of the bad habits and developing the one. And I think a lot of people, I know I've been guilty of this, is that I feel like, well, I don't feel like doing it. And you've got to erase that mindset. It's not about feeling it. It's about doing it anyway, right? And it's like you don't – how is – I'm paraphrasing this, but, you know, Mozart didn't write his works because he felt it. He did it anyway. He just kept being persistent and, and habitual, and then that's where the greatness came out of that, right? It's not- yeah, that's right. It, it almost – like not to sound all like hooty-gooty and spiritual and that, but it kind of almost be- – comes you like it's it's what you do starts to become you and the more and more you do it and the more that you stick to it and and do it in the, the best way possible it just almost becomes like your identity and who you are and that's when it starts to really shine through How, when did you start developing the hat well more specifically um tell me a little bit about kind of the you know it wasn't an overnight success tell me about some of the kind of the darker moments or the lonely moments about it and saying man am i doing the right thing or has it have you or did you always know that yeah i'm doing the right thing and i'm seeing this growth i mean were there times when you doubted if this was the right thing to be doing yeah yeah i mean i um in the early stages my my biggest motivation when i started addicted to success was clearly just to make money so I was like, I saw some other guys out there that were, you know, creating blogs and they're making, you know, 20 grand a month, 30 grand a month, 40 grand a month. Um, I was in a job that I didn't, I mean, I, I liked it. It was cool. I had a cool boss and everything. But for me, I didn't see myself staying there for the rest of my life. Um, so for me, I just decided I was going to create something that where I was able to make like a residual income or income on the side. And I did it. You know, I was able to achieve that and it was great. And what's funny is, as it grew and I found that I was becoming more of a leader and inspiring and, um, you know, becoming more of an influential person, I realized that it was a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be. And then that's when, you know, I, I looked at it and went, wow, okay, so I'm making this money, but that's not as important to me now. Now I have a responsibility. And then I had a point where I was kind of, let's say, tested again, where I was offered a million dollars for my site. And uh, for a few times, and I turned it down because I was like, you know, this has a lot of potential. We're going to do this. And then I hit a low point where I started um, uh, Google released new algorithms and everything. And oh, yeah. it started affecting my SEO. And I started to notice a bit of a dip in my traffic in, in certain areas. I mean, I've always done my SEO correctly. I've never done any black hat stuff. But um, yeah, I started to see a bit of a dip and then I saw like a decline in ads and it started to get a bit more saturated with people that were um running through Google AdSense. And for me, I was so used to, I got a little bit too comfortable and I was used to just getting the money coming through that way that I started looking at it going, oh, is it worth it? Or should I be doing something else? And instead of actually looking at like, well, look, what are other ways that you can monetize? Like, I, you know, I've got a platform where I'm reaching millions and millions and millions of people like something like 22, 25 million people a year, you know, I could really utilize that. So, yeah, I think that was a point where I was tested or challenged to really step outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And if I if I let it all get to my head um, and, and got too comfortable or not, wasn't open to stepping outside the comfort zone, I probably would have gone into a more and more darker place and probably just given up. I love that you said that because what you what I hear that, 
the, the transformation that happened with you is that you went from actually f- uh, falling in love with the idea of being an internet entrepreneur and in, in fact fell in love with the act of creating and leading, if that makes sense, right? I think a lot of people get into the game, both leadership, entrepreneurship, thinking, I want the financial freedom, I want this, I want to make, and it was all about the money, like you said, but what, what you learned is, like you said, the responsibility, I think, was your words, and that there's a lot more to this, again, in adding value and creating, and that we're all kind of have an obligation to kind of tap into what we were meant to do. Am I, am I summarizing that right? Yeah, you're right. You are right. And I mean, you can't start out thinking straight away, I'm going to be a leader. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Right. It's, it's almost like it, it happens to you over time as you develop. That's when you start to go, mm, maybe I can really be in this leadership role. Maybe I can move forward and inspire others, but you really need to put in the work first. Yeah. I love that you said that. You know, and I, and if I think back to all the people that I've interviewed and even my own journey, it's all pretty much happened that way. You get into it kind of thinking one way, it's attracted to you another way. It's almost kind of like a relationship or dating almost. You, you get into it initially because of a physical attraction or you have the same interests or there's something, right? There's something that kind of sparks that. But to get a really meaningful relationship, it's a lot deeper and a lot more involved. And you can't, you, you don't even have any idea what it's going to be like when you, like you first step into that relationship. Right? For me, that's kind of why I it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot more than kisses and roses, I'll tell you right. that. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially in relationships. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to somebody then? I guess, you know, as a young guy, I mean, here is somebody, you know, I just had a great conversation today with a, another colleague of mine and, and he's struggling with like, I want to do something. I want to, I want to do something where I create and do this, but we feel this pressure. And again, I'm sure you've probably met some people and I'm in my mid forties. And so you, and you've made decisions, everything you've decision you've made, have got you to this point where you're at today. But you got this itch, you've got this urge, you got this to do something, and you feel a calling, but you're afraid to take the leap because you've got so many other obligations. What advice would you give to somebody in that type of situation? Yeah, honestly, man, follow your heart. And the thing is, like, it sounds so corny and so cliche, you know, follow your passion, follow your heart. But really, it's the only thing that's really going to keep you persistent at what you're going to do. Like, if you don't love what you do, you're not going to stick to it. And and any you look at anybody that's achieved massive success over the years, whether it's, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, um, you know, even Tony Robbins, like these guys, they they stuck to what they did, even through like, you know, thick and thin, like they stayed to it because they loved it so much. They love it so much. Like Tony Robbins, he's got a bunch of other businesses that he has running, right? And the thing is, his, his coaching business probably isn't as a whole pulling in as, as much financially as the others, but the thing is, he loves going out there and coaching people and inspiring people and, and moving people in the right direction. So that's the area that you really want to be in. You want to be in that area where, you know, it doesn't, it's not about the money. It's about the art and what value you're bringing to, to the world. I love that you said that. You know, one thing that I, I think is a good, have you ever read Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art? Have you ever read that? No, you know what? I spoke to someone earlier today and they were telling me all about uh, Stephen Pressfield. So I'm going to have to pick this guy's books up. Yeah, it is an amazing book. And and you wouldn't think, you know, Stephen Pressfield, I, I learned about him from the Marine Corps because he wrote a lot about the kind of the warrior culture and the Spartans and everything like that. But he he's 
I think one of his best books is The War of Art, and it really gets into this kind of creative mindset. And it doesn't, when you think of that, it's not art like creating a painting. It can be anything. It can be creating a PowerPoint presentation, or, but it's it's tapping into doing what you're supposed to be doing, what you're, as you said, following your heart. And mm. that's so critical because that passion is going to give you that energy in those low moments like you talked about. The moments are like, man, is this even worth it? And um, <laughs> And that, yeah. that it ties into what you talked about, the habits, right? I mean, because it, it's just like anything. you got to be persistent. And I, was, I would say tenacity. Was, doing these podcast interviews, is, the overriding theme has been tenacity, which is kind of tied into to your habits. I mean, because they, mm. they kind of go together, the tenacious piece with the habitual piece. That yeah, really, to it. me, that really only separates the someone who's successful and who isn't. It usually isn't the brains. It really isn't the creative idea so much as the tenacity piece. And the, yep. and the habitual piece. So yeah, what, yeah, that's right. You got to be hungry. Hungry, yeah. You're right. You got to you got to be starving for that. Um, you got to be addicted to success. Do you think every, basically everybody who who reaches or kind of breaks through that success barrier, do you think they all have to at some point have your back up against the wall? Does it does it have does does that type of I've heard that argument before from a lot of people saying you really can't break through that until you've kind of been in that situation where it's either do or die. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, there's two angles, right? There's um, desperation and there's inspiration. So it depends where you're at in your life. Like when I first started my blog, you know, it was all inspiration. Like I was I was inspired to want to do that. I mean, if you look at it, really, like I could have just kept working in my nine to five job. Like I wasn't desperate to leave that. It kind of sucked and there was a little bit of pain there, but it wasn't that painful that it was do or die. Um, and then you have those where, you know, their back is really against the wall where they're like, they're in so much debt. They have kids, um, they have so many bills to pay and like, they'll just take that opportunity, you know, and they'll, they'll give it like those guys I'm scared of, man. They're the people that you're competing with at the end of the day. So you need to adopt that kind of mindset of a desperation, but not too desperate. It's about doing it in an elegant way. So you need to know that there are people out there, like you were saying, that are hungry, um, and you've got to really channel that kind of energy and go, even though I'm inspired, let's find a little bit of desperation here. Like, why do I really need this? Why do I need to move more towards that pleasure to get away from this pain that I'm going through right now? Mm, I love that you said that. So what about, what is it for you? I mean, what, how do you deal with the fear, the uncertainty? What, how do you kind of feed the hunger? Yeah, I, it all, it all comes down to what you tell yourself. Um, that's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of us that we we run on processes of uh, you know whatever's going through our head right now is is usually going to move into our mood, our behavior, and our actions. So if you're constantly going, oh, this is this is shit, you know, I'm stuck. Like, I, this isn't this is the end. Like, I can't go through this. I can't keep doing this. What's going on? And you're not asking yourself those questions of, you know, what is the solution? Like, how can I better myself in this situation? And what else is out there for me? Um, that's really what's going to bury you at the end of the day. So it's always about the negative thoughts in the back of your mind, squashing those negative thoughts, or most of the time you can't really squash it. You've got to turn it down. So that way you can look past it and look at, you know, more of the positive and also what are the solutions out there? Yeah. The negative self-talk just surprises me at how much, if we really are intentional about what we're saying to ourselves and what other people, it, it's amazing what we say to ourselves sometimes. You're right. And I think that's where Pressfield talks about the dragon that you have to slay. He talks about the resistance dragon and the greater the dream or the, the bigger the dream, the bigger the passion, the bigger that resistance dragon is going to be. It's always going to be there. So you, you have to at some point learn how to slay it. 
And um, mm. I think that we get frustrated because we don't want the dragon to be there, but the dragon's going to be there whether we like it or not. So yeah, actually on that note, I interviewed a guy by the name of Sean Stevenson uh, a couple of weeks back, and he uh, actually talks to thousands or tens of thousands of people around the world about you know building your self-confidence and um, negative self-talk and things like that, right? And he was saying that, you know, if we like the negative self-talk that we have going on in our heads, if we actually talk to our friends like that, we would end up with no friends yeah. at the end of the day. Exactly. You got to really think of it like that. Like what, what are you saying to yourself? Would you say that to your friends? Yeah, it's amazing, right? So how do you, how do you intentionally combat it? What do you do? Do you just say something positive over and over again, even though you're not feeling it at the moment? I mean, what do you do? Yeah, well, actually I trained with a guy by the name of David Wood. Um, he's a big uh, coach. He he trains trainers. He goes around and coaches life coaches on stage and shows them how to, uh, you know, present better and to become better coaches. And um, I actually had a chance to train with him. And he was saying to me, he's like, what you need to do with those negative self talks talk is, you know, you got to turn it down. You got to turn that noise down. We all have that noise going on in our head, and you got to give it a name. And the name that I have for it is called ants annoying negative thoughts right yeah and um yeah you got to squash those uh ants you got to squash them like you know you, you've got to look past it and for me um i've always i've always focused on learning more so like if i ever feel like i'm kind of stuck in a situation i'll go out and read material on that certain mm. um area where there's a problem or the subjects um that it's on and just to kind of see if i can get a bit more clarity on what's possible because the thing is you got to look at like any area that you struggled in, somebody else has struggled in that area before it's happened. Oh, yeah, you know, point. there's nothing is new under the sun, really. Like everyone has had those, you know, there's a lot of people that have already had that issue. You got to go out there and see how they handled it and then kind of model yourself after that just to get through that, you know, that rough patch. I love that you said that. It's so true. You know, the thing when you're kind of in that dark moment is realize somebody's been here before too. And if you can take some action and intentionally seek out what somebody else did, Man, that's a great. I love that you said that. You're absolutely right. Take some action towards um, what somebody else has already been through because somebody has been through it. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. 100%. So, what's next? What are you excited about? Tell me a little bit more. What's in the future with your business? What's addicted to success? What's the next page? Or what else are you working on? What's getting you excited right now? Yeah, man. So, I'm actually looking at going into partnership. Um, got some things on the table. Look, I'm really looking at at how we can really maximize the exposure through Addicted to Success. Um, I'm focusing a lot on the younger uh, generation as well. I think uh, they need a bit of guidance in, you know, how to go about things and also that things aren't so easy, you know, because I think a lot of them really get their hopes up and they get burnt out. So it's really about showing them the ropes and helping them, uh, you know, to really draw out a, a strategy that's going to be effective. Um, so for me, it's, uh, yeah, working with the younger generation. Um, I'm doing a lot more podcast interviews myself as well. So I, I'm loving it, man. Like, it's funny because, you know, I know my listeners are learning from the podcast, but I actually learn, I think I learn a lot more. And the reason being is because I interview, I ask the questions. And when I ask the questions, the best way to do an interview is, is really ask the questions that you want to ask yourself that yeah. you want the answers for as well. And I think right. that's how you pull the best answers out of people. Um, and also sitting back down and then editing the interview and going through it and then uploading it and making sure it's, you know, sounding right and everything. Like I'm listening to that over and over and over and over and I start kind of conditioning it in my mind and I start living by those, um, lessons. So yeah, that's something that I'm really excited about is to, to really beef up the podcast section and to really, 
talk and um, network with a lot a lot of people that are doing amazing things out there. Yeah, that's what's so great about it. I think this whole there's no better time. I've said this on the show so many times, and um, like you, I went into this the podcasting business. And I went into it for a completely different reason, thinking it was all about well, it's just to get more noticed in a noisy world to, to help facilitate my coaching and speaking business. What I found, however, is that the, there's no more powerful way to surround yourself and build a community in such a rapid fashion is if you get into this, what you're doing and blogging and podcasting, um, if, if you're up to it. And it's just amazing what, what can happen. And, and, um, and anybody can do this, which is what's so exciting. You know, anybody who has a little bit of time and, and effort and passion can, can literally reach out and start networking some, some very interesting and creative people. That's right. Yeah. And it's all about collaborating as well. Like for the first two years, I never collaborated. I used to have this kind of scarcity mindset of, you know, oh, actually, you know, I if that person is got higher rankings online than me, then I'm losing, and you know, I need to work on myself, and uh, you know, otherwise, this person's going to gain from it. You know, it's a ridiculous, it's such an immature mindset. Yeah, you're right. And the moment that I decided to start networking with people, start helping to promote their stuff, they promote mine. Like that's when I start to really see growth, and not just growth as in numbers, but also growth as in like from my community. I started seeing them reaching out to me a lot more, and they started to become more loyal because they felt that I was really like, um, you know, giving as much value as I can to each and every one of them instead of just kind of one hit wonders, every, you know, yeah. every day trying to get those one hit wonders. So that's super important. But you know what? I wanted to really flip the script on you real quick. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you've done a lot of interviews uh, and I just wanted to know, like, what what's the best advice that you've received from uh, one of your interviewees over the uh years or so that you've oh, wow. uh, been wow. doing the podcast gosh i would think probably the the, the best advice i got well the, you know in the leadership space um you know if, what people have heard i would say that it it has been never ever give up and the tenacity like like we talked about before um from a from a behind the scenes probably uh growing the business the podcasting online space it's it's and you hit on some of this as well it's having that givers gain mentality and the more i mean it's it's so it's it's you know nobody invented this this has just been around since the dawn of man is that you 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 get more back exponentially if you give and you give and you give and you give and you, you get so much more back in return you know that whole bob berg mentality you know um, <laughs> you know givers gain mentality it's so true what you said that's probably the best advice that i've received and yeah uh, it's amazing a, it's, it's an intentional th you know and you have to and i was going to ask you it's kind of tied in the same thing is like what's wrapped up in a lot of this in leadership and entrepreneurship is you got to have this kind of teachable spirit and a curious mindset and people have asked me, and I've always wondered myself, can can somebody be taught curiosity? Because I'm always, I mean, and that's why I love to do interviews, because I'm genuinely, every person I interview, I want to know more about them, right? And <laughs> and and I want to know how things work. I want to know how to, to become better at this and that. And I just feel like I never have enough time. There's so many things I want to learn. Can, can you teach somebody curiosity, you think? That's a great question, man. I think um I think it first comes down to asking them the question of like what fascinates you or what excites you. Cause I think a lot of people don't naturally think of those things. A lot of people just are on autopilot and they just roll through life. Yeah. You know, so it's it's first of all either asking yourself that question or if you're ask you know, someone asking you, that's when you really need to think. And that's why I like doing these podcast interviews as well, is because it it pulls a lot more out of me. It it 
it allows me to dig within myself to find more of what, you know, what I'm thinking and what I'm capable of. So yeah, I think it's, um, you know, write down some question and answers. Like I think I, I tell a lot of people, you know, sit down, right? If you don't really know what you want to do in life, sit down, write down like your top three values in life, like whether it's wisdom or wealth or um, compassion, whatever it is, right? And then write things that you're proud of, things that you're not so proud of, like your areas of weakness that you can work on, your strengths, like what are you um, really, you know, where are your strengths? And like really start to know yourself because when you truly know yourself, that's when you can start to understand other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta fi- you gotta figure out yourself. You gotta fix yourself. When I say fix, I shouldn't even say that word because it's it's a never ending journey, right? It never stops. It's a, <laughs> it's it's a constant until the day that you check out. It's a never ending cycle of of growth and education and digging and stumbling and going. It's you never really arrive anywhere. Is what I've I've yeah. certainly come to learn over the past few years, especially since I started doing this this show. Yeah, you're right. And you know what's interesting? Actually, I was speaking to uh, Grant Cardone last week. Mm-hmm. Grant's uh, he's like he's worth like a hundred million dollars. He's like a best-selling author and sales king, and so on and so on. And what's funny is I asked him that kind of a similar question, where it was like, you know, how can somebody um, become more of themselves or, or better, uh, you know, better a better version of themselves? And he was saying that you know the, the biggest one of the biggest regrets that he had like growing up was that he was taking so much advice from everywhere. And he got to like, you know, started when he was like, let's say 20. And by the time he hit 30, he was like, man, all this advice that I've been like listening to was all the wrong stuff. So he's like, you've got to find like one or two really strong sources that really resonate with you that are the real deal and go deep with them and squeeze all the yeah. juice out of them and really stick and live by, you know, that that way of living or those lessons and really try that first. And I think that's the biggest thing is like for me, I got two people that I'm living by right now. Um, when I was growing up, it was Tony Robbins, right? Yep. And the two people I'm living by right now is Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe oh, Dispenza, great. who's yeah, a neuroscientist. Yeah, he understands it. the brain. Like I love the way he teaches. I yes. take so much in from him. Um, and then the other is Grant Cardone, which is more the edgy, the motivation, the sales side. So yeah, that's that's what I would really advise people to do is to to find you know two role models and really go deep with both of them and learn as much as you can from them. Well, guys, so much great information. God, Joe, you're the real deal. I'm, I'm so happy that I've, I got to meet you and, and I'm, I love your website. How can people tune into you and, and get in touch with you? Thank you, man. Yeah, just head over to addictedtosuccess.com and that's with the digit two. And um, yeah, go to addictedtosuccess.com. Like I said, we've got our podcasts that are coming out. Um, we have over a thousand articles now on motivation, inspiration, success, entrepreneurship advice, life advice. We're going into spirituality now as well, um, because that's like another area of need for a lot of people too. And, um, yeah, we got Twitter and Facebook as well. You can just look us up on there. Well, I got to tell you, it, all my listeners of the show, you got to check this out. This is, this is definitely in my rotation now. It's, it's just easy to digest articles. Um, and like I said, he's got the podcast out there as well. Um, you bookmark this page and make make it something as part of your rotation. If especially if you're into su- success, motivation, leadership, it's all there. I'm just so happy that uh, that I like I said I found you, and I hope my listeners uh, start checking you out too. Uh, thanks a million, Richard. I appreciate you uh, having me here and having me on the show, man. Hey, sure. Well, last kind of fun question I like to ask everybody, and this is all for fun. If you had okay. um, your ultimate dinner party, 
And you could invite anybody, live or dead. You could only invite five people, but just this most awesome night of conversation, entertaining. Who would those five people be? Oh, wow. Okay. Let me have a think. I'd have Adam Sandler. Oh, great. I'd have Elon Musk, um, the Dalai Lama, Tony Robbins, and my grandma. Wow. <laughs> it's a bit of a mix. My head would explode at that party. I need to go. That would be an amazing dinner party. <laughs> I don't know your grandma, but that's, why your grandma? Um, just because like, a, you know, like she, she missed everything, man. She passed away and she missed everything. And she kind of saw me growing up and told me a, a few things before she passed away. And, you know, just to follow your heart, follow your passion and to help as many people as possible. And she never witnessed like what I was able to do after that. And it would just be awesome for her to you know, to be there and to be able to chat with her was, it wouldn't even be for her to chat with anybody else at the table or for me to, to introduce them or anything. It's just to, to chat with her. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, brother, you're standing on her shoulders and that's what one of the kind of the prices of leadership, you know, that we all need to realize that, you know, we're laying, somebody's going to be standing on our shoulders someday. And mm. um, I hope that you realize that just like you're standing on your grandmother's, um, what a great, uh, great, I love that. You, you know, and it's amazing. Every time that I ask that question, somebody always has someone like that at their dinner party, which I just find fascinating and love. So thank you for yeah. sharing that list. Thank you, man. man and Joel, thank you for asking that question as well. Yeah. Thanks for coming on it's the great. show, man. I look forward to staying in touch with you, collaborating with you. Um, I definitely love, I consider you, we're in, from the same tribe and I love what you're doing. Anything I can do to help promote what you're doing, you always got to welcome home here at Dose of Leadership. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Let's stay connected. All Appreciate right. you having me on the show. Thank you, Rich. All right. We'll talk again. All right. Much success to you. See ya. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.